everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. I cannot wait till I redo the whole Twitch layout and I'm not heavily dependent on VLC connecting to OBS so you can see the videos. That's that's why you, you didn't see anything like our not 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 our paid sponsor spots per se, but you know the intro videos. I like to show that. It didn't show, but because for some reason OBS could not see VLC, but you know, it is what it is, and I will take care of it in the post edit. It, 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 it's it's been a day. Thank you. Skype update. Whatever. Anywho, we're here. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 539. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mass. I'm Ori Rockefeller. And I am an asshole. What did you do? I was wondering what dropped. Yeah, that was my... I'm fixing, I'm fixing, hush hush. <laughs> nobody is saying... Hey, nobody is saying nothing wrong, you know? No, the, um, the box is really really damaged on this oh so it doesn't like to uh stay upright you know what that reminds it's me all better now see that reminds me of one of one of my figurines i have a, i have a love hina figurine of mutsumi that i thought was naru but at, when I bought it, I didn't realize, but it's too late now. The box is so disheveled. It just lays on its back because if I turn it right side up, it's going to fall over. And Bonds006 says, Damn, I thought you were going to say, We are here, we are queer, and not going anywhere. See, you have to understand something. I'm literally the straight guy on the show. There are, they, I would say, the rotation of the guest hosts, they're more likely to say that if they chose to. I, I would never say that. So, you know. And besides, I think if I did, you know, I think Mako would just fire a pebble at my skull. Hi. I don't know. It's not my place to say that. Why? Are we going to go through this? <laughs> Why? Oh, no, let, let, <laughs> no let, let's not. Come on now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And there is hype for Zenkai Khan coming up. You know, if you heard the pre-show, it was by Volca Panda. She did a, an amazing cover of the Tension Wheel TV theme. I played it because Debbie Dewberry is going to be there. Y'all know her as the voice of Jimmy Neutron. We know her as the voice of Rio Key. So, you know, it, it, uh-huh. it's, it, it's going to be hype. So, and as Sia DeBerry says, much of the Xena canon has a problem with trying to be straight. Yeah, pretty much. Uh. <laughs> well, it's not like he said proton canon, you know. 
<laughs> Kidding, they barely pretend. Cena Bear, let me tell you something. When I watched Sailor Moon and got into S, I knew Haruka and Machira were lesbians. But as I'm watching S, I'm just like, I don't see it. Maybe because I've been around so many LGBT people, it's just normal to me. So it, I just see. You know, I, I have now, the now, opposite effect. See, because as soon as well, they started calling them cousins and didn't edit any of the. No, uh, no, no, no. All right, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when I watched the original subtitled. I ain't oh, okay. worried about that. No, I didn't see it. Now, when I started watching Stars, I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking obvious, you know? Mm-hmm. Anywho, Ari, as you, as you were saying? I said, it was kind of the opposite for me, because I saw it immediately as soon as they, it, they shoehorned the cousins lines in and didn't change any of the visuals. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you had. But that's yeah. that's notorious in the and, Sailor Moon fandom. Yeah, so and people I'm not are, saying anything new. Sorry. <laughs> no, and you're right. And people are still pissed about that to this day. Again, sacrifices were made to get it on TV. If those sacrifices were not made, I don't even think Sailor Moon would have made that much of an impact in the U.S. And I doubt any it would have been picked up. And if it was, let's just say yeah. the sacrifice was rejected, but. By the volcano god, and we got about fifteen years of pestilence and plague. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Anywho, l- l- let's get on with the- let's get on with things now. Making sure everything is recording, which is great. That's recording. All that's all good. Said fun and dandy. So we are live tonight, week of March twenty second. 2022 right here on twitch tv you can find us here live tuesdays from 9 to 10 30 eastern daylight time which could be a permanent thing let's just hope and pray you can always find us here at twitch tv slash anime jam session with future programming coming still working on that and don't forget we're also part of the voice of geeks network you can find out more information about them and everything that they work with at vognetwork.com and they're also on twitch you can find them at twitch tv slash vognetwork they kick things off on Sundays with the Bobby Blackwolf show at eight, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at nine. And Discord, you can find us there too at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, every show that's a part of Voice Geeks Network has their own channel, so come through, hang out, have a good time. So now that we got that out the way, we're going to go around the room, ask everybody how was their week, how was your day, Ari. Well, I apologize for being away the past couple weeks. You, you know, did. Work had me all sorts of screwed up. Like last week, I was even on uh, overnight shifts five days in a row, and Oof. that was fun. Nothing but- like, you know, driving home and, uh, <clears throat> you know, trying not to fall asleep at the wheel, nearly hitting somebody just because you had to work overnight. And throwing some overtime with that, which I pretty much got press ganged into. Mm. And let's just say I was very grateful for this week vacation. I have Yeah, the things, the things we sat, the thing, the things we put our bodies through for OT to pay off the bill. So we don't be that broke. The only thing mm-hmm. I worry about on Tuesdays is like getting a call within the next 15 minutes before uh, getting a call a quarter to six. And it's something I can't fix in 15 minutes. And I'm just like, fuck, this is going into my hour, my dinner hour, you know, but please continue. But the, uh, <clears throat> uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's just been uh, getting ready for, you know, Zenkai Con mm-hmm. coming up. 
And, uh, you know, looking forward to that, obviously. You, you'll finally get to see the car for the first time. What did you name it? Um, Bottomless Inkwell. You know, kind of like the... In the same naming convention as an F-Zero machine. Mm, I thought... For some reason, I was thinking, like, White Knight or White Light or something like that. Nah. Mm. But, uh... I don't, like... I also went and saw my aunt and uncle today, which I hadn't seen since, you know, before plague times hit. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they were very glad to see me. And, uh, you know, just um, Tuesday is my, uh, I'll have to work that day, but, hey, at least I'm getting a three check, my uh, third check in the month, so mm-hmm. no deductions. Yeah, that reminds me, I actually called my grandparents, like, Saturday for a few minutes or Sunday over the weekend and you know, I'll get into that. You know, so yeah. Uh Mako Chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um well it, it not bad. Um we tore up some of the flooring. Mm. Um so this is actually the last big project that we had uh planned for the house and um, the new flooring is about halfway down right now. Um, it's just in the kitchen and the dining room uh, should hopefully be finished by this weekend. And then we can move everything back in there. And uh, once that is done um, again, that's the, the big main things that we were working on. And then we'll wait for uh, the weather to get a little bit warmer and start working on the sunroom and cleaning up outside and all of that fun stuff. Mm. So uh, hopefully by the end of this coming weekend, we'll have, uh, you know, most of the main areas of the house set. And then I just have to start getting ready for everybody invading the house uh, for my pancake party. Yeah, I got it. I bought a griddle for my pancake party. Nice. Now, is it a themed griddle? No, it's, um, I actually got a legit, you know, copper griddle, Mm. uh, nonstick. It supposedly holds like 10 pancakes or 10 burgers. Uh, so it's a big boy griddle. Mm. Okay. And I'm excited. I, uh, have already started planning what kinds of pancakes I will be doing. And the various toppings and fillings and all of that fun stuff. And now I, I just keep hearing that one um, alert from Michelle Knotts' stream about delicious pancakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to be an interesting party. <laughs> yeah. So it is a, uh, you know, housewarming slash thank you for helping me move party. Mm. So there will be pancakes and there will be fillings and then... Hopefully, I will have the bar set up by then. I should. I have everything separated to put on the bar. I just have to clean the sunroom enough to be able to set the bar up. Sounds good. I'm excited. So, my weekend day is basically more or less the same. You know, work and so forth. You know, work is... I'm not saying work is getting mind-numbing, but... More work is like more tickets are coming in because of the company we acquired, you know. So, um, I started packing everything. And if you see where the Amazon box is, everything underneath it is going into the suitcase, it's kind of hidden underneath that. And for those of who are wondering, and if you saw uh, 
I didn't. I don't think I posted this on my socials outside of my personal Facebook, but I mentioned something about a top hat. There's a top hat in the box, so there's that. Now I got to figure out, I have three boxes, Amazon boxes, so that's got to go into probably a duffel bag and then make my way, and I'm checking the weather, and it's supposed to rain on Thursday, which means... Yeah, I'm going to have to take a lift to to the subway station, not the one right by me. I'm like, if I'm going to spend that type of money. I'm going at least as far down as I can short of the subway going under down underground and I don't have to pay like $25. So, you know, um, everything is set. So for the most part, yeah, that's been my weekend day. So, you know, things are good. Okay, coming up is we got some housekeeping uh, notes here. Uh, don't forget every episode of Anime Jam Session going back to last year. Well, most of them are available on YouTube after, you know, right away. Episodes will generally go up um, Thursdays if I don't forget. So if you don't see it by Thursday, you'll definitely see it at least by, by Monday. I think uh, last week's episode went up. Sunday or something like that. I, I don't remember. I mean, I have the time here to do all, knock out all the edits, but it's like, you know what? I'm going to take a little breathe and go do something else. And I totally forget. And then I come home Wednesday. I'm like, I got to go do something, you know? Um, also, I think I mentioned, I'm kind of weaning myself on, on a diet. And I say weaning. I mean, I'm introducing this food into my normal eating habits. Um, I think I mentioned it before, uh, Huel. It's a plant-based protein diet, you know, rice, quinoa, uh, I think it's vegan pasta and stuff like that. And I've been eating it, and I've been trying to eat that instead of my normal dinner. And I have to say, it's really good. I mean, I, I got green curry, mac and cheese, and Mexican chili, and when you eat it, you could tell the taste is slightly different, but it's not an off-putting taste. It's still good, but you know, it's not like the normal mac and cheese that you eat. But I will say, the two scoops that you do take for the meal is filling. I have found myself going back, grabbing a third, like, third cup and, like, having it, like, as a late-night snack or something. Because it's like, I, yeah, I, 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 I can eat <laughs> But um, my main goal with that is to eat that at have at least five servings of that a week to help kind along with my uh, going to the, going to the trainer once a week. Just trying to bring this down because, you know, my main goal, I would like by the summer to be down at least 10 pounds. We'll just see how it goes. And if I'm not down by 10 pounds, at least this kind of looks less and it's more muscle. We'll just see how it rolls. And see the beer he goes down I'm thinking of just thinking of the Razor Bread Two Scoops commercials. Well if you look at the bag, if you think about the Huel bag, you think about it, it's kind of plausible. It kind of is. <laughs> oh man. Alright. Alright, next up is Geek Roundtable. This is where we talk about uh the nerdier aspects of our week. So take it away, Ari. Uh, well, I was looking for something to 
show off, and I mm-hmm. just realized, oh yeah, I forgot to show this. Huh? I, a friend of mine got it for me for my 40th birthday, and nice. uh, it's a mug shaped like Jonir. Even has a. Uh, I got to be careful with this because I don't want to mm-hmm. break this because I just took it out of the box like five minutes ago and uh, I haven't drank out of it yet. Mm. Maybe I should wash it, but uh, obviously I don't want to push put this thing in the dishwasher. No, yep. no, says, no, no, no. It says right on there, hand wash only. Yeah. But yeah, like my, my other group of local friends, I get compared to either Thor or Vikings or the like quite mm. often. Mm-hmm. It goes back to when I still had the really long hair. Gotcha. Which will be coming back eventually. Nice. See, I can see myself like using it as a coffee mug. And then the one day I pour tea in it, I can't lift the mug. Because I'm no longer <laughs> worthy because there's tea in the mug, not coffee. And you've been deep not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right, Mako-chan. What? I didn't say anything. So, I, I'm showing off things that mm-hmm. show that my obsessions do not fall just under Supernatural. Mm. Um, so now we go on to Xena, and I absolutely love Xena. Um, the series was uh, one of my favorites growing up. Um, so here is my um, Amazon... Gabrielle doll. Uh, there were a couple of different dolls in this series. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of, uh, I believe, I know that there was um, an Aries, which I really wish I could find um, just because, you know, Kevin Smith is no longer with us. Yeah. And he played Aries. Um, there is a Xena. I do have the Xena. I will be showing her off the next time I'm on. Mm-hmm. Um and then, like, there was another, uh, there was a six-inch figure series as well that had uh, Xena and Callisto and um, so, uh, some of the other gods and things like that. Um, but I really like this because um, Gabrielle uh, is one of my favorite characters. She, you know, didn't want to... Uh, she, she didn't want to fight. She was always for peace and mm-hmm. had Xena as her champion in the Amazons. Um, but learned throughout the series that she did eventually have to, you know, um, stand up for herself. And yes, the series is totally gay. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean... It, That's it, not a bad thing, obviously. No, no. not at all. It's, uh, you know, I, I just... Uh, I really enjoy the series, the characters, the characterizations, the actors. Um, they did a really, really good job. Yes, I'm also a fan of Hercules, even though Kevin Sorbo is a dick. shit insane now. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just I've always been into Greek mythology. So, you know, being able to sit down and watch this for you know an hour two hours depending on you know when hercules was still running Mm -hmm. uh, before they canceled hercules um they got really weird in these freaking um these freaking episodes the meta episodes were hilarious uh but yeah um I, i i even somewhere i don't know where it is right now it is still packed i even have the vhs of the animated movie oh yeah i remember that that they made i remember that (laughs) yeah 
And and Lucy Lawless has an amazing voice. That is her singing. I mean, she she was in the musical Grease, so yes, she did Rizzo. Yep. Um. So yeah. So here is uh, Gabrielle, and I will have, as I said, I will have Zena the next time I'm on. Uh, this figure set is um, again when KB Toys. Uh, went out of business and started selling everything really, really cheap. Um, I went a little bit crazy and bought a crap ton of stuff, including my Xena dolls. Um, so this was from KB Toys on sale for $6. Damn. Mm-hmm. And you know what the thing is? I was also a big fan of Hercules and Xena. And I never noticed the whole sapphic thing. I just like the fact that it was a woman whooping everybody's ass, you know, with a sword and a shock ring. You know, I, I just thought that was like the coolest shit ever. So, you know, and she basically took no shit and was tired of everybody's shit. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to, uh, let's see. So, um, from what I'm seeing, the set of Xena and Gabrielle are going for about $70 online. That's not For bad. both of them combined. That ain't bad. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking. There are actually quite a few of the larger versions, the 12-inch, that I didn't realize um, they made. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I just found a Callisto one. Ooh, that's all of them. 150 bucks for all of them. See, now here, here's how many th- of them all together. All together, the 12 inch, there are 10. See, here's my thing. I mean, it's one thing if a collector is saying that's the value, but then when you see it on eBay, you're like, is it really? Like, for example, the Johanne figure that I paid 154. It's going anywhere between two fifty and four hundred dollars on eBay, and I'm just like, there's no way in hell I could flip that for four hundred easily. I mean, if they were all going for five and I go four, then yes, I have a Minako Aino Mega House figurine in my di- display case. I paid sixty five for. No, 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 no. Figure Arts Super Sailor Venus that I paid sixty five for. It's going for $250. I'm just like, unless I see them all going within like a $230 to $250, I'm not buying that. I don't believe that price. And besides... Yeah, I mean, yeah. your eBay pricing yeah. is basically just what people will buy. Yeah, like, I mean, if I if I was going to flip it for that, I first thing first, if I was going to flip it for that, it w- I would not have taken it out the box. It would still be in the box sealed, and I would get that shit certified. I do have a couple of figurines still in boxes, and it's not because I'm holding them for collector's value, well, except for one of them, the Sailor Moon figure art, but they're just because I wanted a doubles of them because I have one on display, or I'm running out of room, as you can see. <laughs> so, for my Geek Round table, while I was putting everything together, I moved all of my figurines back there. Now you can kind of see all of them because I was running out of space over here behind the shirt here and I put up my extension to the bookcase which I found out is not compatible with that bookcase so I had to drill holes in it but since it's like plyboard it wasn't that big of a deal so it's not in there fully but it, it's there and, and you know how like rip tees and all of them they have like the the awesome t-shirt a day deals and stuff like that 
And if you remember a while back, there was like a cyber cyberpunk uh, Usagi uh, t-shirt. As much as I wanted it, I was like, no, this guy, this artist is going to do all of the Senshi. I'll wait for the Venus. Well, Did the Venus ever come? No, but he did. Um, Velma. Oh, wait, that's uh, that's the same. That's the same guy that made the uh, Misty Rave T-shirt I had. Same kind of style. Probably so. Yeah. And yes, I'm. I will be. I'll be. I'll be repping this shirt this weekend at Zenkai. So after the show, I'm going to be hanging this up, air dry, and then. Pack it up and wear it probably Thursday. So you know, I'm like, I'll be yeah. Sure to bring mine as well. Yeah, I I had to get my I had to get a decent shirt of my, I had to get a decent shirt with my wife with one of my many waifus on it. Hmm. All right, before we continue on, Mako, which one mm-hmm. of which one of your husbandos would you get on a shirt? Um. There are so many. I know. Oh, I, I mean, it, it would really depend. Mm. I mean, I don't I don't know. There are so many. I All of them? <laughs> Pick three. Oh, God. Um, I, I, I don't know. You you can't you can't pull this shit. I have to think about that. <laughs> like I have so many husbandos, and you're asking me to to whittle that down to three. I mean that's that's quite impossible. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, why don't I just make it easy for you? I don't. I I have a pretty good idea. If not your top three, three that you'd consider. Okay. Jay, Silent Bob, Duo Maxwell. Technically, I already have a shirt that has Jay and Silent Bob on it. Um, it is signed by Kevin Smith. I still have to get um, Jason Muse to sign it. So, I mean, technically I have one, but uh, I'm no longer able to wear it. Uh, Duo Maxwell, I would definitely rock a shirt with Duo Maxwell on it. Um, I, I, I technically already have Supernatural shirts, so I technically have um, those Husbando series shirts. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I would go Duo Maxwell. I would go Tenchi. If we're going to go old school. Mm. So Duo, Tenchi, and... Well, no, technically I already have my Husbando from DBZ. Mm. Vegeta? Uh, no, Gohan. Ah. Um, yeah, I- I'm going to go video game, and I'm going to say Vincent Valentine. Ah, Okay. Yeah, so we'll we'll go we'll go with uh, some of the OG husbandos. Fair enough. And that reminds me, I actually pulled out my Tenchi cosplay and put it on. I could get away with it, but it's it needs to be at least six inches longer so it goes over my tush. 
But, you know. Yeah, I have to redo Washo. Enough about that. Let's get into tonight's show, tonight's topics. And let's kick things off with Toonami turning 25 years old. Oh, yeah. And I just realized I forgot to do the rest of housekeeping. I'll take care of that at the end of the, bro- at the broadcast. So, you know. So, he- here's the thing. Toonami is, is 25 years old. Um, and I remember uh, Sunny Straight made a mention about that. Because for those of you who don't remember Sunny Straight, who is not just the voice of Krillin from Dragon Ball Z, he was the original voice of Tom the Robot. Then, um... Uh, what's his name from Cowboy Bebop took over? Why can't I re- recall his name right now? It's absolutely... Stephen J. Bloom. Thank you, Steve Bloom. Yep. And now, Toonami, for celebrating the 25, 25 years, they're going to give us something I don't think anybody really asked for, because I sure as hell did not. We're getting two more seasons of Footy Cootie. You would think uh, after the reception, the ratings and the sales of Alternative and Progressive, they would have realized, like, maybe this is not such a good idea. But according to Variety, the two the new entries in the series will be called Footy Cootie Grunge and Footy Cootie Shugaze. And what the fuck? Shoegaze. What is shoegaze? Lots of reverb, lots of uh, mumbling, lots of like uh, post grunge stuff. So basically, it's EDM meets mumble rap, but in a good way. Uh, but mumble rap is never a good thing. Okay. So. Oh, here, here we go. It's a subgenre of Indian alt rock characterized by its ethereal mixture of obscured vocals, guitar distortion effects, feedback, and overwhelming volume. And it gets its name from the, uh, from the, like from the musicians just like, you know, singing and playing their instruments, just looking down at their shoes. Oh, oh <laughs> God, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. So original Beck. I'm done. Good night. <laughs> See you next week. Nice. I don't like Beck. I'm just not a fan. I mean. I think if you said, um, what's that group? I, I truly cannot stand, um, Dave Matthews. Then I probably would have fired off a surface to air missile. <laughs> I don't, I hate Dave Matthews, but anyway, let's get, let's get back. Yeah. So my bloody Valentine, mm-hmm. slow drive, ride, lush chapter house, dinosaur junior, Okay, yeah, I, I can see that. I could probably tolerate my bloody Valentine, but still. So, we got Shoegaze and Grunge. Grunge will be directed by Hitoshi Takio and animated at Mont Blanc Pictures, coming out in 2023. And if you go on Adult Swim's YouTube page, there is a trailer below. Uh, Shoegaze is directed by Yutaka Uemura and is going to be pr- animated by Production ID and Nut, working collaboration together but we don't know when that is coming out we might see that much later in 2023 <sighs> the second franchise 
getting featured is Housing Complex C, which centers around Kimi, who lives in a small, low-cost housing complex located in the seaside town of Kurosaki. The series will be directed by Yuji Nada, with script and original content by Amphibian. The animation studio is Akatsuki. Uh-huh. All of the above is being, ex- is being executive produced by Jason DeMarco and production IG's Maki Terashima Furuta, both whom were previously worked on previous Furikuri projects, Progressive and Alternative. And I can tell you this now, people are not happy with the animation style of grunge. I mean, the best way I can describe the animation quality of grunge, if you remember the insurance, Aaron insurance, those commercials. Yeah. There you go. It's that animation style. I, I, I don't know. You would think that Adult Swim would have learned their lesson when they realized their original programming was getting shit tier ratings compared to anime. Yeah, because, you know, some of it was just, you know, insufferable. I mean, like, I mean, look, Big O season two. I enjoyed it. The whole collective, not so much. You would think that, you know. I'd be all for season three of Big O. And, oh, yeah, and Bonzo will success. Wow, no love for Dave. I, I, I'll just say this once and then we're going to move on to the next story. Really bad relationship. She played nothing but Dave Matthews. You do the math. Yeah, Oof. I, I, Association. yeah, I, 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 I won't know. Anywho, moving right along. Um, we talked about last week about the hack from by that, that was hit by Toei Animation. Well, here's some fallout from that. Mako, take it away. Yeah, so uh, we did hear about some other works that are going to be postponed, um, Due to the hack at Toei, uh, so the upcoming Dragon Ball Super film, um, they announced uh, this past week that Dragon Ball Super Superhero, which was slated to open in Japan on April 22nd and then early summer in North America, now has no current release date. This again is due to the March 6th hack on the animation sh- animation studio which forced it to shut down many of its internal systems um in a statement it says as it was previously announced toy animation the production company of the movie dragon ball super superhero which was scheduled to be released nationwide on april 22nd inside japan experienced unauthorized access to its network by a third party making it difficult to produce the movie as a result, we have no choice but to postpone the release of the film. We apologize to all those who have been looking forward to the release of the film. We will announce the new release date in the near future. Thank you for your understanding. The statement then goes on to say that advanced tickets for the film that are currently on sale in Japan, including the supersized ones, will still be valid for the film's Japanese release whenever that is. Um, so they, uh, again, going back to what was said, uh, they revealed March 7th that they had found their internal systems compromised, um, due to the, uh, hack and to combat the hack, uh, the studio shut down any connection to 
into the internal system from outside the company. They closed down their online shop and had to temporarily close down those same internal systems while investigations were ongoing. Um, unfortunately, that caused many of their ongoing TV anime series, including One Piece, Digimon, Dragon Quest, um, and others, to basically um, be postponed for the fo- foreseeable future due to the hack. And as of right now, um, they have, they, or at least they have not announced um, what exactly happened, how it happened, or anything like that. I have a. I wonder if they're gonna go back and make like changes to the film in case like a copy of it got 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 pulled in the hack. I don't know. I mean, from what I'm understanding, it's not it's not the film itself per se. Mm-hmm. It's it's probably certain, uh, I guess, certain images. Mm. Uh, you know, and. Just knowing how animated movies are done, um, it, it basically there are a bunch of people that work on it, and um, one person may have to do, you know, a one minute shot mm. of the movie, and that could take, you know, up to a year to do that one to two minutes, just because they have to f- integrate the scene before it. They have to integrate the scene after it. It all has to mesh well together. And then they have to do the full digital of their one to two minute scene themselves. Mm. Um, So my guess is it's not the full film um, that might have been looked at or copied or anything like that. It was probably, um, you know, just bits and pieces and scenes like that. They probably haven't even actually fully digitalized the film together at this point. Ah, okay. Just knowing how slow these companies work and how right up to the minute they do things. So it's, it's probably not the full movie. It's the same with the, uh, with the animated episodes. Um, They probably got certain scenes. If that's even what they did, um, you know, being that it's an internal attack, it could have been going towards anything. Mm-hmm. The fact that they shut down their shop and all of that shows that not necessarily they were after, um, you know, the, the animation or anything like that, but just screwing around with the coding, mm-hmm. which could be screwing around with everything else. Right, right. Well, and usually when hacks like that happen, they get posted somewhere and it and leaks come are coming out of it. I mm-hmm. haven't heard anything in regards to it, so either they're keeping it on lockdown or maybe this was a publicity stunt to buy time. I don't know. It's possible, yeah. but I, I can't see them shutting down their store. Mm-hmm. If it was a publicity stunt. Oh, definitely not. Because, you know, that that's just adding to the money that they're not pulling in then. True, true. All right, now we're going to go from Dragon Ball to collecting them all in Pokemon. Ah, uh, yes. The, uh, the Pokemon fossil exhibit opened in the National 
National uh, Nat uh, National Museum of Nature and Science in Tokyo on Tuesday and will run until June 19th. The theme is Extinct Organisms and Pokemon, and, it and its aim is to encourage kids to study paleontology. Pokemon's franchise official Japanese Twitter account showed a video preview of the exhibit, highlighting the adorable Explorer Pikachu and the Pokemon skeleton replicas. Mm. Pikachu mascot showed up as a special guest at the exhibit's unveiling ceremony on Monday, and the Internet Museum office captured a moment on film, which you can see through their various uh, tweets. The museum will display illustrations of the game's fossil Pokemon alongside images and information about the extinct creatures that inspired them. Also, be sure to look out for large-scale models of a Tyrantum and Bastiodon skeletons. It costs 1,200 yen for a ticket, which is about 10 bucks, and you have to book through advance. Yeah, this does actually look pretty fun. Paleontology lesson aside. Yeah, these are really cool looking. You know, not for nothing. If they sold model kits like this, I'd probably buy one. Mm-hmm. So I'll be right back. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just thinking like you know, I don't like if I was to get like a fossil kit of a Pokemon, I think I'd probably have to get Fennekin. It was one of my favorites. What about you, Mako? Um, well, if it's a fossil kit, I would probably want a fossil kit of one of the actual fossil Pokemon. Mm. Fair, but I'm um, just saying if, if there wasn't one, like if there was one of any Pokemon that was available, you know. I mean, if, if they're doing, you know, just uh, like a, a kit of the bones or something like that. Yeah. Um, truthfully, I, I wouldn't mind Cubone. Yeah, I can um, see that. Oh boy, the skull within a skull. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I've seen uh, I've seen people do art of um, uh, like Mew, where half of it is a skeleton, and Cubone, where half of it is a skeleton. I've seen tattoos like that. Um, so I don't think I would mind something like that. Mm -hmm. I, I think if it was any of the Pokemon that, like, I, I don't know that I could. Look at the skeleton of Evie. I, th I think I would be too disturbed um, for something like that. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I would have to go with uh, Cubone or you know some something that would look badass mm -hmm. as a skeleton. I want that Tyranum. Nice. Yeah, no question about that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I was actually going to go for one of the uh, actual fossil Pokemon, I would go Aerodactyl. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Now we move from Pokemon to Netflix making more announcements, and some people weren't too thrilled to hear about this. Because they're going to bring us Tekken the anime. I guess after the motion picture, which not many people really enjoyed, Netflix is going to take another crack at it. Well, I'll say this. There were a much. couple of... Hmm? I'll let you talk about it first. Yeah. Never mind. I'll say this much. Netflix may not 
maybe back and forth on their live action. I'm a little salty that they canceled the Babysitter's Club because even though it got the ratings, the algorithm says otherwise. Fuck your algorithms. But, um... They're pretty much on point when it comes to their, to, to their anime features and so forth. I mean, look. Uh, Eden Zero is getting a season two. And I am so hyped about that. That anime is so good. So, here, here it is. So... The new anime series is coming out later this year, and if you go on their um, their their Twitter page, you can see the uh, poster for it, which is really cool looking. And on their YouTube page, the trailer is up, and I watched it, and it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it for what it is because I don't know the full lore behind Tekken, except for the fact that uh, Namco pulled in Akuma and Geese Howard and, and fleshed out the storyline, and it's like. Your well, mood. Akuma was part of the storyline. Geese, mm. Negan, and uh, mm. the, the others—they're just the, uh, you know, guest characters. They don't—they're just for like playing in the arcade and bursting. Oh, modes. I thought Geese was part of a storyline. Okay. No. I mean, it would have been fun to see him going like the King of Southtown going up against Hayachi for like power or something like that. Like fuck There's your actually South. A, a, a death battle about that that exact same scenario. Ah, uh, okay. I I can de- I could definitely get into that. So basically, but, hmm, go on. Like the the, uh, the Tekken films, they've been just generally terrible. Yeah, wasn't like Blood Vengeance mm-hmm. the uh, CGI one was mm-hmm. just awful. The, yeah, the live action English Tekken movie was bad. And we don't talk about Tekken the motion picture and its stabbing westward riddled soundtrack. I see your Tekken live-action movie, and I raise you dead or alive. Yeah, but nobody in dead or alive, like, yeah, but in dead or alive, nobody had a tomahawk thrown at them, and just they ate it as they caught it in their mouth. True, but then there's the King of Fighters movie. We don't talk about that either. <laughs> the prosecution rests. <laughs> and not for nothing I actually have Dead or Alive it's one of my guilty pleasure films just for Devin Aoki I, 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 I'm I sorry I really liked her in um, Sin City and Debs oh, hey. but, how um, the hell is it that Street Fighter the motion picture is still the high water mark for live action fighting game movies because it gets a bit of a pass because of Raul Julia yeah, that's that, that's true. That and Kyle Haber's roast of Street Fighter the movie. I did not see that. Yeah, he he for for anime cons during the 2010s, he would go and do a panel called the roast of Street Fighter the movie. Yeah, he roasted that and uh, the Dragon Ball movie. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the Dragon Ball movie, but you got but it's rightfully so because he is the voice of Gohan and Ryu, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, basically, the plot goes like this. Power is everything. Jin Kazama learned the family self-defense arts, Kazama-style traditional martial arts, from his mother at an early age. Even so, he was powerless when a monstrous evil suddenly appeared, destroying everything dear to him, changing his life forever. Angry at himself for being unable to stop it, Jin vowed revenge and sought absolute power to exact it. His quest will lead to the ultimate battle on a global stage, the King of the Iron Fist Tournament. 
they left out the part where when he where a Heihachi tried to kill Jin by putting a by putting a bullet in his head like point blank mm. and it didn't kill him. But doesn't kill you makes you stronger. No, he has the devil gene to thank for saving him. Well, that too. But basically, the Mishimas are one of the most fucked up families in the pop culture. The the Mishimas, the Saltomes, um, the Tuckers. Yeah, yeah. There there are a lot of fucked up anime families out there. You know, the Jaegers. You know, yeah. Yeah, the Britannian royal family. We do not mention um that god awful anime. Okay then. Clant missed that. Clant missed that one by a mile. Anywho, <laughs> let's talk about what's what's going on with one of the Gundam um, cafe locations, huh? Uh, yeah, new storm to be renamed as Tamashi Nation Store Tokyo. Uh, Tamashi Nation's figure brand announced on Thursday. It's it's physical Tama Tamashi Nation's Tokyo will store will move to will move locations on June twenty third. The retail store moved from its previous location at the Hulika New Akihabara building in, to- in the Akihabara district to the now-closed Gundam Tokyo Cafe brand core, right next to the Akihabara train station. Uh, the move will increase the store's floor space three times over, allowing more room for product display and the ability to host events. It's the first. It's the brand's first directly mag- managed store, opened in April 2009. The Gundam Cafe opened its first shop, later called Gundam Tokyo Cafe Brancor in Akihabara, in 2010. The flagship extended in July 2020 by nearly four times its previous floor size to celebrate its 10th anniversary. And then it closed on January 30th last year, like earlier this year, because like after, alongside three other Gundam cafes, you can probably guess why. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, you know, seeing all this Gundam stuff, like, Gundam, like, Gundam or just giant mech fans in general aren't going to mm-hmm. be satisfied until we get an actual fully, fully moving life-size, you know, giant robot of our own. Um, They'll be physically well, impossible to make and operate, but um, let's not let that stop them. Have you forgot about the articles where we discussed that? Yeah, but, we're, uh, yeah, but I was talking about, like, one of... It's actually like able to fly around, shoot things, et cetera, et cetera. Fair enough. I mean, I did read an article off a of CNET where some where some company actually created like sort of like 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 a flying suit similar to Iron Man. You're wearing like these big things on your hand, you know. But um, the whole you know thing about the Tamashi Nation store, you know, it reminds me of like, and we've all seen this where this place is a popular store, whatever closes down for whatever reason. Six months later, it becomes a Starbucks. That sounds about right. I mean, there was a Rite Aid not too far from where I lived. And I, and I figured, you know, they end up closing that because there's another one down that direction and there's one further down in the other direction. And I had no clue what it was going to become. I figured, you know, it would become like a Walgreens or a CVS, you know. It became a supermarket. And I was like, in that little space. And I've been inside there. I was like, wow, there's a lot more space in here than I thought. Fair enough. You know? Like. Yeah. Like. like, like the, me. Yeah. 
Like down. Yeah, the mm-hmm. new magic said Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. It's based on like cyberpunk and like anime mm-hmm. tropes and whatnot. Even they have giant mechs in them. I might have to pick that up just to collect. But um, there was a big supermarket down where I used to live, and it sounds like the cats are getting into shit. Um, yeah. The super, that supermarket closed. They somehow split it up and turned it into office space for rent. And I'm just like, really? You actually did that? And the 7-Eleven is gone. And I'm just like, what can you put in a 7-Eleven? Can you give us a Wawa? Can you give us a quick check? No, it's probably going to be something else that's like, really? Really? Anywho. And Mako-chan, last story is on you, because I figured you'd really enjoy that. Yeah, so, um, everybody that deals with makeup, you know what uh, Maybelline New York is. It Mm -hmm. is a makeup company. Um, Well, it seems that they're coming out with a Pokemon Pikachu collection. And, oh, hello, child. Which You're child? back after destroying something in the living room. Which child is it? Uh, the newest one. Mm. I guess she's making making her point, her statement, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, we have had collections uh, with, or I should say collaborations with Peanuts and One Piece, mm-hmm. um, Sailor Moon, and now we have Maybelline doing Pokemon Pikachu. Uh, Though the collection isn't bringing out anything new in terms of Maybelline products, having favorites from the brand with special Pikachu packaging is more than enough to get fans of Pokemon and makeup excited. Uh, So again, uh, there's nothing that's actually going to be specific to, you know, new colors Mm -hmm. or anything like that. It's all just branded with Pikachu on it. Um... So, again, it's uh, a couple of uh, mascaras, um, a couple of uh, lip glosses, uh, brow, eyebrow uh, colors, um, things like that. Uh, They are going to be um, about the same size. I mean, about the same price. Um, Mascara will be going for about um, $10.92 in U.S. dollars. Uh, the bad thing is that this is a Japan mm-hmm. only, uh, I guess, collaboration. Uh, the ev- items are gradually being released, starting with a special online presale event on the 25th. Um, and that will be through uh, Japan, Amazon, and Rakuten. On March 26th, you'll be able to find it at Plaza, Minipla, and Loft. And then on April 9th, they'll gradually become available at stores that sell Maybelline. Again, only in Japan and in limited quality quantities. Um, so, yeah, sadness, because I wouldn't mind um, some of the packaging, uh, just because it is cute. But at the same time, um, I probably have most of these anyway. Yeah, and the and and the price gouging on them. Yeah, I mean you're you're paying for you're paying for the the name and the mm. brand and all of that. Mm-hmm. But people that are into collecting crap like that don't care. That's true. 
but I, I it's it's sad that things like that are only um, coming out in Japan. I, I I think that Pokemon is popular enough mm-hmm. here that it would sell. Um, oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I but... mean, I know some of the other um, collaborations that Maybelline and um, L'Oreal and things like that have done have sold really, really well in um, stores here. I know I had a bitch trying to find some of the colors for the Star Wars collection that came out a couple years back. Um, so I, I think it would be something that uh, people would actually go for if they actually were to bring it over here. Now, who put out the Star Wars one? I think Star Wars was Maybelline. All right, because I kind of look at it this way. I'm thinking, well, Star Wars, everybody knows. And to them, not everybody knows Pikachu, even though how long has Pokemon been out here? But on this yeah, same... I, I think the problem yeah. is is that a lot of the Pokemon stuff in this country is it's still kids um, put towards kids. Yes. Um, whereas in Japan, it's all ages. It, it's all ages. But but here. Um, but, meanwhile, yeah. everybody that's playing Pokemon Go that I know is my age. So. Right. But I'm thinking, you know, teenage girls buy makeup. Let's be real. We're at a point where, you know, teenage girls would wear anime themed makeup because a good half of them are going to conventions anyway. You know, mm-hmm. just, just something I, 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 I'm throwing out there. I mean, look at ColourPop. Look, I mean, granted, there have been issues with their makeup due to a couple of friends of mine who bought it. But still, when they put it out, it sells out. So you're like, you know, maybe kind of sort of capitalize, you know, or if you have to have a little spinoff division that focuses just on fandoms and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. there, there is so much things you could do without really having your name connected to it just to see if the project or the idea works, you know, I bet right now I can make a post. I can share this article to my personal and ask, how many of y'all would buy this? I have at least 10, 10 responses of yes without, without breaking a sweat. But enough about that. Let, let's, let's continue along here, you know. And as Slime Boy says, even Japan-exclusive Starbucks stuff is cuter. Not fair. The sheer number of people that I know that stalk eBay and Yahoo Japan auctions for, for Japanese Starbucks stuff, okay? <sighs> Maybe someone in, in in their in their headquarters should go to a con and be like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. I mean, there like there are like local restaurants, even fr- like fr- franchise chains stuff like that, that see anime conventions going on and they jump in and participate and they make money. You know, uh, j- just saying. You know. See, the beer, he says, box lunch can make a mint. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not for nothing. If Starbucks was to open up a pop-up shop in a convention where you can buy that type of merch and get coffee and stuff like that, and maybe they theme it after a particular anime, I guarantee you there'd be lines around the corner. I mean, if... if you don't even no have question. to theme the... You don't even have to theme it after anything. If you brought the Sakura collection from Starbucks that is only in Japan mm-hmm. and you brought it to the U.S. and Starbucks set something up in a convention, that shit would sell out. 
True. Gone. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying kill two birds with one stone. I mean, Maid Cafe is a popular enough. Starbucks Cafe with pretty girls and cute... Okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody is happy. But... We're going to move along. And talk about interesting things that are happening in Japan. Meanwhile, in Japan. Um... So I guess I'll be taking the second one. I'm taking the last one. Oh, okay. And you guys and I'll, were so into that. No, I'll explain why I'll take the. I took the last one. So when I get to it, so. All right. So. A man arrested for threatening Sega twelve times. Sega. <laughs> Um, So this is just a short little blurb. Uh, The Tokyo Police Department arrested 54-year-old male office worker uh, Akira Watanabe for sending 12 threatening emails to Sega. Between January and February, the man sent emails from his mobile phone to the inquiry address of Sega Sammy Holdings, saying that he would set fire to the company and kill employees. He confessed in an interrogation that he had sent these threats because he was frustrated that he lost in an online game. Sega had emergency meetings and strengthened security due to the threats. Alright, so let me get this straight. He sent those death threats because he lost an online game. Yep. Yeah. Look, listen. You know, all he had to do was just deploy Sagata Sanjiro once, and the death threats would have stopped after one. Look, I think, like, in American culture, if you lose in an online game, you're going to bitch at the person you lost against and say some real outlandish stuff. And you're going to go yeah. to your social media and complain about it and complain to the game manufacturer saying, you know, they've rigged this and all that. Japanese fans will threaten to burn the company. I, uh, I, I, I got nothing on that one. Yeah, unfortunately, I have no idea. None of the articles that I've, you know, that this links to or mm-hmm. links between or anything like that actually discusses what the freaking game was. So I have no I'm idea. I'm just surprised that the guy was employed. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And from reading in the forums, they're saying it could have been a gotcha game. I mean, yeah, those gotcha, gotcha. games. No, those I, gotcha- I, yeah. I will say yeah. that I've played some of those games and gotten sincerely and completely pissed off because I know that the thing was rigged. I'm just and no like, matter what I did, nope. no matter how I moved it or anything like that, it stayed and would not move. And it just, it was rigged. See, the Toriba games, I'll play because I actually know people who won off of those. But I'll just play That's the- actually the one that I'm talking about. Okay. See, it was completely rigged. And I've won shit from them. But this one that I was trying to play was completely rigged. Yeah, that sounds about right for them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Next story. <clears throat> okay, let me bring it up. I 
losing track of the windows. Mm-hmm. A family hands in a lost wallet and gets a prize Pokemon anime sales in return. Lucky! Yeah. So he Twitter user by the name of uh, Chigashi at TYAG53 and her family did around 20 years ago when they found a wallet while out on a trip together ended up rewarding in ways they could never have imagined. And the family didn't expect anything in return. According to Japan's lost goods laws, Owners are obliged to reward the refiner with 5 to 20% of the value of the, of the found item. Not everyone knows about this obligation. It's not something that's expected. So they were surprised when they received two presents from the wallet's mystery owner. Uh, Chigashi discovered that the cells appear from, come from Fly Me to the Moon, the episode 211 of the series, as indicated by the number 211 in the top left-hand corner. This place a series... It seems in the second episode in Pokemon Master Quest Season 5, which was broadcast in Japan on August 16th, 2001, and in the U.S. on September 21st, 2002. When, re- when Chigashi's family received the cells, they would have been part of the most recent series, making them extremely valuable. Wow. Cells of Misty and Togepi on her own, without any background art, which is what these are, have been known to sell overseas for more than 155,000 yen. That's about 1,300 bucks. These feature not only Misty but and Togepi, but Brock, Ash, and Pikachu as well. And there's one with Team Rocket. These would you know, fetch a very high price at auction, but for a Pokemon fan like Chikashi, they're, they're prized possessions. I mean, absolutely. Like, like, those things would absolutely be in a frame on the wall. It, dude, I would love... I would drop up to $500 if I can get a Ronbo and have cell. Nowadays, you can't get uh, anime cells. The closest to that is called a screenshot. Really? They can't... They don't... Uh... Everything is computer now. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, that. Everything is all computer. They really don't do um, hand hand animation anymore. Still, this is an incredibly, incredible boon. I know. That's a family heirloom right there. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right, Slime Boy. Using Cintiqs. Yep. Or any type of device with a screen like that, so. All right, and so our our last story of the night is basically a crowdfunding is starting for pants that don't require underwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pants that do not require underwear. I'm just saying you really technically pants don't require them. But, it's called free balling. Yeah. But as according to the article, these types of pants, if you wear them without underwear, it, it's just comfortable. So basically, the company is called Totono Pants. This is the gap that they're trying to fill. Basically, balanced, liberating feeling of going commando while retaining a certain degree of protection from the elements and the prying eyes. The revolution design and short pant technology allows 
both male and females to forego their undergarments and live free, if but for a time. It does this with a pat. <laughs> what it does this with a patented three-dimensional liner, inner liner that is free of uncomfortable seams and similar to the kind found in swimming trunks, only with an emphasis on dry land and in water. That was the first thing I was about to compare it to. Mm-hmm. The base pr- basic principles are the same, however. The soft dungaree fabric used inside the Totsno pants helps to promote breathability and absorbs moisture to keep the skin dry. Meanwhile, the outer layer is made of, a, of seersucker for a cozy feeling that can still pass for regular outdoor casual wear at a glance. It's a loose-fitting unisex design that fits from small to XL, and it comes in five dual outer inner color schemes, blue-orange, brown-lavender, off-white beige, olive-yellow, and black-pink. Totino pants are currently being sold through the Japanese crowdfunding website Makuake for 8,800 yen, which translates to about 74 bucks. But there are occasional discount offers that appear, and if you pledge 17,600 yen, which is 148 bucks, you can get a matching short sleeve top. The crowdfunding campaign will continue until April 6, after which orders will be sent out. Totino pants are highly functional with a loop for holding keys or hanging up after washing, as well as a small coin pocket with a flap and additional pocket big enough to hold the smartphone. Since a lack of smartphone-sized pockets is one of the reasons people aren't into jeans as much these days, it's sure to be a major selling point. Although intended for use around the home, with all the added features, there's no reason Totino pants can't be used for quick jaunts to the store or walking the dog. Just be careful not to use them too long or it might become hard to go back to the shackles of conventional underwear and that'll turn future meetings and social events into risky business. Well, yeah. Now, the reason why I took this article, when I read, I saw this, I was reminded of that episode of Married with Children where Al was trying to bowl a perfect game. Peg ended up bowling a perfect game. It sent him into a spiral and he had all of these fantasy sequences and one of them was he was being interviewed by somebody famous because he created the seven day underwear yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know I don't think I, I could wear those but the concept of, you know, having the smartphone size pocket is a cool thing. Like, I talked about this on the show a couple of weeks back that I got a Linus Tech Tips um, hoodie. Um, I forget what the... Yeah, it's a LTT hoodie. Now, it's one, now, I paid 60 bucks for it, but personally, it was well worth it. Number one, it's 100% cotton. The hoodie itself is double-lined, and when I wear it, it just fits comfortably on me. And there is a smartphone pocket. Now, for the most part, I don't really use that pocket because I'm always wearing an outer jacket or coat. But when it comes to, like, come, like, April to through the first week of June, I'll probably just be rocking just that, and that'll be a perfect spot to put my uh, smartphone, so... And now that we got that all out the way. Yeah, call me when they make these things in my size. <laughs> Check the website. You no. have a link? LT- they, they only have small, medium, and large. 
No. Small, medium, large, and extra large. Okay, I could have sworn they had and like. And it's Japan extra large, so that means it's, you know, extra small, small, medium, and large. No, 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 no. He's talking about the hoodie that I got. Oh, the hoodie that you got. No, I, no, I oh. was talking about the pants. Oh, oh, the pants. Well, they won't fit my fat ass, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Anywho, I, I think it's time to move along and, and, and wrap up the show. So. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Well, thanks for watching us. Thank you for participating with us tonight. We enjoyed being here and we enjoy hanging out with y'all tonight. So if you have any questions about the show, good or bad, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, podcast at animejamsession.com. Don't forget to visit our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, uh, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplay interviews, links to our YouTube videos, our Facebook photos, anime reviews, and so much more at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, we will be at Zenkai Con this weekend in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. From It's March 25th to the 27th. I have a panel about Twitch and podcasting um, and main events Three, one of other staffers, La Chocola, has a panel. Um, I think it's panel room six about cons 101. Both start at six o'clock. <sighs> I don't know, but check out either one of us. We would love to support. Now, as we continue along, don't forget you could take our podcast one to go. Any app that you use for listening to podcasts, just search Anime Jam Session and we come right up. Over 500 episodes to check out. So please take a listen. And don't forget to follow us on our social medias, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's Anime Jam Session. Follow us on that so you know when we're going live with new episodes, when new episodes are available for download, new podcasts, photos, all that cool stuff. And down below our, our video stream there is our tip jar. There is a link for our stream elements and Ko-Fi. If you feel so kind, you have to drop us a few dollars. We appreciate that. You can always cheer and throw us some bits, and we appreciate that too. And you can always auto-host us if you like us, and we'll auto-host you back. It would be all cool stuff. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. Well, I'm looking forward to Zenkai Con mm -hmm. and the Farmer's Market and the Maple Bacon Donuts. Yes, 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 yes. My last words, I have a bunch of shirts to put away, and then I'm going to relax because I have to find one more shirt to buy tomorrow, and then I'm golden. And last words, Mako-chan. I am getting ready for my eight-hour nap. Okay, you and your eternal slumber. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. The whole squad will be here. We'll be talking about Zenkai Khan. So please come through and join us and participate so we can tell you how it was in a bit of a post-pandemic world. So, yeah. That's it. End of list. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. Awesome. That's it. See you next week.
podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!